Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 151 of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com. We have a lot to get to today. We're going to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 12, New Year's Dash, Raw, SmackDown, and we watched 205 Live this week. My name is John, and joining me this week live in studio is the David Hart Smith to my Tyson kid, Marianne. Hello. You're here. I am here. You're here in the studio. Yes, guess who else is here? Uh, Mojo is here. (laughs) I take my tiny plastic Mojo action figure everywhere with me. In toy form. In toy form. He goes on road trips. Nick asked me how far have I been away from Mojo at any given period. And he was like, is it like 20 feet? And I'm like, Mojo would be in my bedroom and then I would be across the house. And that's about as far apart as we've ever been. Or he'll be on my desk at work and I'll go to lunch. Things like that. (laughs) <laughs> but mostly he's in my purse. <laughs> Just hanging out in the purse. So uh, we didn't record on... Uh, it's Saturday. We didn't record on our usual Thursday, um, which is fine. We uh, I needed some recovery time because there was a lot of uh, missed sleep. But uh, how have you been? Um, I've been pretty good. I did not think about this question beforehand, weirdly enough. So I oh. don't have much to say. I've had to train the new lady at work and I am found out I'm not a very good teacher. I don't have very much patience. I can teach people physically things, but when it comes to like answering the phones, I have no patience. Right. I'd be like, no, give it to me and I'll take it instead because they're fucking it up and it'll make it hard for me later. <laughs> but um, I went to the gym for the first time like since holiday season. Right yesterday and i have been struggling as you've seen all day with sitting down and standing up and even walking it's been a whole thing it was leg day and i woke up this morning and before even getting out of bed i went oh this is not going to be good and i stretched before i went to bed and i like was walking around and i was like hobbling it was it was so sad my legs hurt really bad but i deserve it because i had a lot of cookies there you go a lot of cookies oh by the way i did get a ticket for mystery vortex Oh, excellent. Thank you, Ruby, for looking out for when me. When is that? Isn't that next, next week? Next week. <laughs> so you're going down to uh, L.A. two weekends in a row. Yes. Who my mom you, is me? not going to be happy about that. And yes, I am the new you. <laughs> um, I'm going to Mr. Vortex. And the week after that, I'm going to Bar Wrestling to see. That's on a Thursday, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is on a Thursday. Mm. So it will be there Thursday and Friday. I will be at Bar Wrestling to see Team Tremendous. Nice. Yes, because I love Dan Barry and I support him because he needs the monies. <laughs> he Poor need, Dan Barry. He needs that monies. He does. So we got a lot to get to, a whole lot to get to. We're going to start off by talking about uh, the mixed match challenge teams, uh, some interesting teams. They haven't announced all of them yet. We have... Uh, well, How many are there going to be? So if I'm looking at this right now, there are two, four, six six teams right now and i think there are going to be a total of 18 teams 18 teams holy shit yeah i forgot how to math there for a second but i figured it out yeah so uh the teams we have so far representing smackdown we have charlotte flair and bobby Roode, uh lana and rusev naomi and jimmy uso um i mean no real surprises there i don't think just uh, obviously they pair the robes with the robes yes and uh, representing Raw so far, we have Nia Jax and replacing Enzo Amore is Someone Apollo Crews. just as thrilling. Someone just as thrilling, yes, Apollo Crews. Um, Although a much better wrestler. Yes. 
We have Sasha Banks and Finn Balor, which is great because we all know Sasha loves Japanese wrestling. And yes. she had the um, the old Too Sweet shirt with Prince Devitt, a.k.a. Finn Balor, and Carl Anderson on it. She loves it and Ty Dillinger loves it. Yes. And uh, rounding out the teams so far for Raw are uh, Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss. You just made the list! And that is... Uh, that's a uh, sparkle monster as we are calling them now still not as good as sparkle wolf it's not but... a, and too bad that this wasn't happening while smackdown uh while because if they were paired on. together john would have lost his goddamn me, mind me and and richard would have lost our minds because man that would have just been the greatest thing ever but uh those are the teams right now pretty interesting i think i think they got to announce them all pretty soon it starts on the 16th on facebook watch 12 episodes. So there Goodness you go. gracious, man. I don't know who else they're going to pick because it seems that they're picking pretty random people. I mean, it's it's like it makes sense that they would put Jimmy and Naomi together. Yeah. But at the same time, he's a tag team, you know, so it's like almost like they picked a random person. So basically anybody's up for it. I mean, yeah. look at Apollo Crews. It's so fucking random. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah, I don't know. They should know. put the most serious person with Elias Sampson. Well, the, okay, so here we have a fan vote. It's for uh, you can. It's either going to be Jason Jordan or Samoa Joe or Elias, and then on SmackDown, it, the fan vote goes to whichever member of the New Day you want it to be. So I don't know. They'll figure it out that way. So I guess whoever's left over will get that team mate. I don't know. I don't know. I just I just want some like a. Ugh, I want Mojo to be in this so bad. Yeah, he's not. He deserves he, like a nice thing too. So, Marianne, I've got a lot to say. Oh, yes. John has a lot to say. I'm prepared to be yelled at. He will Um, be yelling in my general direction. So, this past week, New Japan Pro Wrestling put on Wrestle Kingdom 12 live from the Tokyo Dome. It was a, I think, a five-hour show, possibly. Would it have been been better if you were wearing your Christmas present? Uh, My my Zubas? (laughs) Maybe. We're yeah, twins been, today. I would have been much more comfortable. I know that much. Dude, and I almost wore my Tommy N shirt. How fucking weird that would that have been? That would have been strange. <laughs> and I would have changed. We would have looked like a cult. <laughs> so I'm going to say that the undercard was fantastic. I was very surprised at how, uh, how good it was. Um, <clears throat> the Young Bucks defeating Rapongi 3K uh, to gain, I think, for the seventh time the IWG. GP, a junior heavyweight tag team championships. Uh, great match. Very, very good. Very entertaining. A um, lot of work on, I believe, the lower back on both teams. It was very interesting, which played into New Year's Dash the next day. The six-man gauntlet was was pretty fun as well, and it actually ended up with uh, one heavyweight Trent getting the pinfall victory and winning his first... Nope, not his first. Uh, it would be his second, right? Because he was... Um, I don't know, but Trent's great. <laughs> he was IWGP Junior, wasn't he? Yes, four times. Oh, my goodness. Remember when I forgot he won a title for four times? Yeah. Well. Just uh, now. <laughs> anyway, um, great match. Uh, Evil and Sonata are Did the he hold his phone up with the fake picture or with the, somebody who put a picture of Bo the dog on it? No. Did you see that? No. He He was like holding his phone up. And my friend Kat photoshopped a picture of his dog onto it like he was showing his dog to the camera and he's been using it for everything. <laughs> um, the Kota Ibushi-Cody Cody Rhodes match was 
surprisingly good. I think it's the second best match that Cody has had behind the match he had in Long Beach with Okada. Uh, a lot of fun. Kota Ibushi just wants to die. I don't know why, but, you know, it's just something that he would like to do. Evil and Sonata are the new IWGP Tag Team Champions, which is great. Uh, the Hiroki Goto Minoru Suzuki match was fucking insane. It was it was very hard hitting and great. And uh, Goto actually ended up winning, and Minoru Suzuki had to shave his head. Dude, I know. Who's um, the one that has a weave? I don't know. Somebody makes a joke about a a wrestler having a weave because I think Sammy from PWG was she had like a weave watch for she oh. was there. Oh, cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Will Ospreay uh, wins the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, uh, defeating Marty Scroll, Takahashi, and Kushida. Um, very underwhelming win, but the match was good. Everyone, you know, would have rather seen, I think, anybody else win rather than uh, Billy Ostrich. But <laughs> I mean, that's fine. It was a fine. It was a fine. How match. is that the first time I've heard that? I don't know. Usually, I hear Ocean Spray. Now, the next match was the first uh, match of the night I had some problems with. Uh, it was Hiroshi Tanahashi uh, defending the IWGP Intercontinental Championship against the the Switchblade. Switchblade. Jay White. Such a babe. He's Not very, on my list, but still a babe. He's very evil. Um, very babely. Yes. The uh, His nickname on Twitter is the Knife Pervert. Uh, did chuck taylor give him that no because that sounds like a chuck taylor i'm not actually sure who gave him uh who gave him that name it had to be chuck taylor he's the one that calls um oni lorkin horny lichen (laughs) so this match pervert werewolf this match was amazing it was a lot of fun jay white is going to be a superstar for sure and i've thought that ever since he had all the matches with Dave Finley. I'm like, this guy's way better than Dave Finley. Don't tell Dave Finley I said that. Remember when we didn't get a chance to see him at APW? Yeah, didn't. but you saw him at, uh, didn't you see him at I PWG? I see him at PWG, but I wanted to be able to see him up here. Yeah. So Tanahashi retains, which I guess is okay, but it's just very strange that for a re-debuting Jay White to get so, so much hype in a video and... To just end up ultimately losing in his first match back was was I think was dumb and made no sense. And it kind of like if what happened the next night, I'm we're gonna talk about Jay White. It's gonna go up and down here. So I was very down on that. And then when we talk about New Year's Dash, I was back up again. And then the next day happened, and then I was down on it again. <laughs> so yeah, Jay White, great Tanahashi plays a invisible guitar and I hate him. Uh, next up, we had Kenny Omega taking on Chris Jericho. You heard that correctly. In a no disqualification match for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Nobody seems to know what the rules for a disqualification match are. Can you use rope breaks? Can you not use rope breaks? That's a theme going on lately. Nobody knows. Uh, but this match was pretty crazy. It was a lot of fun. And in the end, Kenny Omega wins with the one-winged angel on a chair, which was horrifying. It, this match for, uh, I mean, it was a brawl, and, but then when they got into the, I mean, I don't know. I really enjoyed this match, but I didn't think it was match of the night because that goes to the main event, which is uh, Kazuchika Okada taking on Tetsuya Naito. Um, I was 
pretty sad about the outcome of this match. I'll tell you at the end, I jumped out of my chair two times for some near falls at 5.05 in the morning. She said Tanahashi, we've watched 2K18. Yes, that makes plenty, plenty of sense, yes. Um, match was fine. It told a nice story. Um, Naito getting too cocky at the end and it ultimately being his downfall sucked. The The crowd was ready for Naito like to win this championship. He did not, and it stunned the crowd. John texted me. I can't. What did I even you say? You said, Marianne, Naito lost. Wrestling is terrible. Yes. <laughs> and I said... Wrestling is terrible. I was like, and great. And you said, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we all know that I love Tetsuya Naito. He's my favorite wrestler. Um, I just don't understand why we didn't pull the trigger on him winning in the Dome. It was his destiny. Das Dome! I'm not sure... <clears throat> And for me, at this point, we when I go to sleep after Wrestle Kingdom, you go to bed angry. I I I go what? Okay, Okada is basically unbeatable, and where does Tetsuya Naito go from here? And furthermore, where does Kenny Omega go from here? Because they're both champions, and are we gonna get this Okada Omega thing? There's so there's so much going on. Didn't you? Wasn't there already an Okada Omega thing? Yes, but. Kenny Omega beat him the last time they faced off in the G1 final or the G1 in the G1 tournament. So what's going to where does he get a match again? What's going to happen? So the next night was New Year's Dash, which is something it's basically so we have Wrestle Kingdom, which is the WrestleMania of New Japan. And then we have the Monday Night Raw the next night. So something crazy always happens. So Jay White has a match um, with uh Kitamura, who is, he's a young boy, but he's about to be um, a, a, a young, young lad. A young lad. <laughs> uh, he's pretty crazy. He's he's very good, too. And uh, J- so Jay White defeated him, acting much more like a heel, which was great. Um, very good match. Was he a knife pervert? Yes, he was indeed. He, he is and always will be a knife pervert. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, the next match after that was the it was a six man tag between uh, Bullet Club, or it should actually be the Elite, which is Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson taking on Rapongi 3K and Cheeseburger. Um, Somebody said they didn't know that they wanted Cheeseburger versus Kenny Omega until now. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Um, <laughs> it was a it was a comedy match for the most part because I think it was Yo. And I think it was Matt Jackson. Both had were selling their back problems from the previous. So that it was, you know, it was fun. It was a funny match. And the match after that was another Bullet Club match. And it was Chase Owens, Cody, uh, Leo Tonga, Marty Skrull, and uh, Yujiro taking on David Finley, Juice Robinson, Kota Ibushi, Kushida, and uh, Taguchi. So the match ends... And Cody goes right after Kota Ibushi. And Skrull's trying to get him off of him. The rest of Bullet Club's kind of like, all right, we're going to let this happen. Cody goes to get a chair. And who comes out to save? Goes to get a chair. I just pictured somebody who is like, oh, Grandma, me needs a chair. And then has to go and get a chair for an old person. Who comes out to save <laughs> Kota Ibushi but his former slash current best friend, Kenny Omega, who starts pushing and shoving Cody 
and being like, what the, what are you doing? What are you doing? I, they almost come to blows. Everybody leaves. Okay, bye. <laughs> and Kenny stays back, and he has a Bullet Club shirt, and he does a nice little promo where he says, the Bullet Club is divided. We need to get back together and on the same page, and I think if we introduce some new mem- a new member... No! Who isn't a fucking member of the fucking I Bullet know, Club? I know, which this, is, this was upsetting, but then what happened after that was not upsetting, and I went, ooh, this is good, and then it immediately the next night became bad. <laughs> So he says, we need a new member. And so he calls out Jay White. Jay White comes out and Kenny Omega says, I see a lot of you in me. Like when I first got here, join up with the Bullet Club will be great. Blah, blah, blah. No, man, I'm a knife pervert. And basically he does do that. He (laughs) he puts he puts the shirt on. It's basically... And then uh, he cuts it off because he's a knife pervert. No, I wanted him to stab the shirt. And I'm like, why but he's he wearing he stab it? it? Well, he took it off later and just stab it then. Why wouldn't you do that? Uh, anyway, so he basically uh, gets some advice from Diamond Dallas Page when he was asked to join the NWO. He puts the shirt on and then uh, gives Kenny Omega... I can't remember what the... I think it's called the Blade Runner, but I don't think that's what it's called. He gives him the Flatliner... And tears the shirt off and does like the like a I'm gonna kill the Bullet Club um, motion. Good for you, so Jay. it's like Jay White on his own. Cool, maybe he'll just be like a crazy serial killer person, like he should be, and go and take out everyone of the Bullet Club one by one till he gets back to Kenny. Great, that would be cool. More on that later. John steadily getting more and more angry. So main event was Los Ingobernables de Japón. Bushi, Evil, Takahashi, Sonata, and Naito uh, taking on Chaos, um, Shitty Booker Gato, uh, Shitty Samurai Hiroki Goto, Okada, uh, Will Ospreay, and Yoshihashi. Uh, LIJ with the decisive win. Uh, I got to see uh, Naito slap Gato around a little bit, so that was nice. And at the end of the match, after the bell had sounded, uh, LIJ decided, you know what? Let's just keep beating the shit out of these guys. And they all basically took turns kicking the shit out of Okada. Um, and they, you know, they kick Okada out of the ring. Naito gives the farewell speech. The rest of Ingovernables leaves. Naito is in the ring by himself. And who comes out of the crowd to attack Naito from behind? Was it Chris Jericho? But Chris Jericho, who uh, was mad that Naito was talking shit because that's all Naito does. Be, be lucky you're being talked about at all because <laughs> of the double main event that Naito thought Jericho came in to try to steal away from him. So he's beating the shit out of him. Um, all the young boys come in to try to break it up. Uh, the rest of Ingobernables saunters back to the ring. They're like they don't run back. They just saunter because they have to be tranquilo at all times and. I guess this is a match we're going to get is Naito versus Jericho. How excited are you? I'm, I went to sleep that night thinking to myself, oh, my God, we're going to see Chris Jericho versus Tetsuya Naito at some point. That's crazy. And then I thought to myself, do you know it would be even crazier if Naito had won the title the night before? <laughs> um, is that the last thought you had before you fell asleep? Basically. Because then we would have had Chris Jericho... Versus Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. 
<laughs> so I'm not sure what they're doing with Okada. It kind of seems like e- either Sonata or Evil will be the next contender to his championship. Uh, I don't know. It just seems I get it. But at this point, it's like, who's going to beat him? And do you wait until Omega's done with whatever's going on with the Bullet Club, whatever's going on with Jay White, and then whatever's going on with Kota Ibushi? Do you wait for all of that and 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 still have Okada be the champion for another 20 years? I have no idea. He's already the longest reign. Look, I'm not tired of Okada as the champion. I just think Naito should have more than a 70-day title run. You know, that's just me. Same, but with Chuck Taylor. And I feel like the time was right. Destino was in order. And Naito should be champion right now. So the next night, Jay White, Okada, speaking of Okada, he comes out and he's talking about um, the Bullet Club. And he he's mentions Jay White as the new member of Chaos. So now Jay White is a member of Chaos. And it's just does like... Does he even know that he's a member of Chaos? He does. He came out, shook his hand, and sat down with Okada. But it's just like... What is happening? But uh, most people are thinking... It's like you made his character better and then worse. Like it was like this. Four hours later. So here's what I'm thinking. If I'm playing Fantasy Booker or Fantasy Gato... Booker T. I would say that the whole Kenny Omega being attacked by Jay White was a ruse. And that Jay White is going to destroy chaos from the inside out. Oh, that would be good. To rejoin the bullet club i think that would be very interesting and i mean we'll see but uh, i think dan put it best it just feels like they put jay white in in a stable so he could have tag team partners for when they go on tour which sucks but i get it so that was that was new japan i mean i loved both shows i had just problems with jay white in the first match but he was fine the next night and i don't know it's a whole thing (sighs) <sighs> Shall we get to uh, Monday Night Raw? Yes. I have zero feels, notes in feels front of like, me, too. It feels like so so long ago. So we open Monday Night Raw with Alexa Bliss. You just made the list! Backstage, she approaches Kurt Angle and says, Hey, I got some issues. And he says, Hey, I don't care. Because she has to face Asuka later tonight. And she says, I don't I don't care, really. Sorry, I got to go to the ring. So he goes to the ring and announces that they're the Royal Rumble, the women's 30-man Royal Rumble, is a 30... Let me just fucking do that over again. Kurt Angle goes to the ring and announces that the women's Royal Rumble match will be 30 strong. So we are going to get 30 women in this Royal Rumble match. Um, he goes on to say, you know... This is going to be great, blah, blah, blah. And The Bar come out, which is the team that consists of Sheamus and Cesaro. You just made the list. Oh, my goodness. I'll do it again. You just made the list. Cesaro, so nice. He's on the list twice. Nailed it. Jason Jordan comes out, and he says, you guys are dumb. Well, he came out after Sheamus and Cesaro cut a really scathingly good promo, in my opinion. It was very good, and nothing they said was wrong. It was very Miz. It, all hail. Oh, all hail. It was very Miz. Do you agree with me on that? It was the, everything they said was true. Like, I, I see the favoritism. Yes. And I understand why they're upset. Agreed. But what I understand more is Seth later. But still, yeah, Jason Jordan comes out and he's like, back Well, Jason Jordan comes out and he has his championship with him. He's very happy, very cocky as usual. And he actually says, if you guys got a problem with it, 
if you Cesaro got a problem with it, um, I could shut that refurbished mouth of yours. And I went, oh, holy hell, refurbished mouth. Still on the list. Good burn, Double J, Jason Jordan. Daddy's boy. Daddy's boy. So we end up getting uh, Cesaro. Well, you just made the list. What happened before that was Seth came out and was like, "You're a goddamn idiot." No, what happens is the match is about to start, oh. and then uh, Seth Rollins comes out and, and calls him an idiot. Says, he calls him an idiot, and th- this talk is true. Everything he says is very right. It's very true, but it is also very reminiscent of a talk he had when he and Dean Ambrose became the champions. Yes, but it's more it's even worse. Yes. Because mm-hmm. Dean Dean was just getting back into it, but he's working with someone Jason Jordan that he does not click with the scene that he does not know from the inside out and that he does not like. Yes. And so it, it's even worse. But he basically says, you can't keep putting yourself first. This is a tag team championship. You're treating it like it's a singles. Yes. But whatever is best, it has to be best for both of us. And so you can't go out and throw yourself out willy-nilly and put yourself in jeopardy when it's a tag team championship and I'm the other half. Yes. So you can't be doing this and then having me come and save you. But I'll come out here once and tell you, don't do this again. And I'll be in your corner because we're a team. I may not like you. Yeah. You know, and he, but it was, it was, everything he said was true. And then, yeah. So they had that, that match was actually pretty good, obviously. It was. Jason Jordan and obviously because it's Cesaro. Yes. Two strong, strong wrestlers. Jason Jordan ends up getting the win. (sighs) His finish is growing on me. It's uh, on a scale of whatever my favorite finishing move is. The zigzag. No, without to, <laughs> to the zigzag. It's, it's uh, somewhere in the middle, I think. I, en- I enjoy it. When it's executed correctly, it looks very nice. We had uh, another backstage segment with... Well, what was important after that match, though? Uh, the hand raise. It's the hand raise with Seth M. He went and he raised Jason's hand, and Jason held it for a minute and then put it down and was celebrating at himself, and Seth still had his hand raised and was just looking at him like, you're fucking doing it again. Yeah. Like, almost almost like an annoyed... He's like an annoying kid brother that keeps fucking up and it's i i see it going towards a feud in the future which i understand and at least they haven't they have established some kind of characteristic for jason jordan and that is that he is um, full of himself unjustifiably cocky yes agreed Uh, another backstage segment with alexa bliss you just made the list and nia Jax, who uh is just carrying some soup around and alexa says hey i need you in my corner because i'm gonna fight oscar tonight and, she and you're says, my best friend. And you're my best friend. Even though I probably talk shit about you behind your back because I'm terrible. That was, I don't even know what that was. Uh, she's, she's going to go see Enzo because Enzo is, he's sick. And Alexa says she gives, she gives Nia an ultimatum. It's either me or Enzo. And Nia Jax picks Enzo Amore. Because Nia Jax knows that she's bluffing. <laughs> so... Very true. They're just be hanging out the next day, which uh, lead, which they did, which which they did, which leads us to Oscar taking on Alexa Bliss. You just made the list. Alexa Bliss, basically uh, the cane counter this week. Oscar um, wins soundly, of course, in a non-title match. So I assume she will have a championship match. Alexa did way. hold her own. Yeah, she did. I mean, it was a little back and forth, but Asuka, in the end... Clearly the superior. Too much. Too much for Alexa. Um, We get another backstage interview with Samoa Joe 
and Renee Young. And uh, shoot week was on again this week where uh, Samoa Joe says that Dean Ambrose is sitting at home living on his wife's paycheck. I would have slapped the shit out of him. That's so rude. Oh. And you could hear everyone in the audience <laughs> yeah. go, oh. And the look on Renee's face. Samoa Joe, when he gets fired up while he's doing a promo, is my favorite thing ever. Oh, I loved it. Because it, it will turn into a Miz shoot. Yes. It was good stuff. Real fast. Um, let me tell you, the next match we had was uh, Braun Strowman taking on Rhino in a uh, I attempt. can't believe they kept that in the Hulu. Oh, I I love that they kept it in the Hulu. Well, because it's Braun Strowman. Because, yes, because it's Braun. And Heath kept getting up on the apron. And Braun goes outside and goes, give me a mic. And he takes the mic and he says, you're either going to be a cheerleader on the floor or you're going to get in this get in that ring and get these hands catch these hands i went holy catch shit. them hands and then braun just killed everyone is basically it was hilarious i do Good love stuff. Heath slater though i have a special place in my heart for yes. Heath slater i think at the end of that match i could have heard him correct incorrectly but i think Corey graves said someone get Peta <laughs> because he kicked the shit out of rhino maybe <laughs> we we had um a pretty funny backstage segment between roman and seth where they just go like we're we are good friends, and Jason Jordan comes out of nowhere and he goes, "Don't worry, guys, we'll take care of the bar, so you can take care of Samoa we'll Joe." We'll take care of the bar when they come out, and Seth's like, "They're not going to." <laughs> and, he, and, he, and Jason Jordan says, "Believe that," and he walks away. And I love the look of shame from from Seth. Seth. The look of confusion from Roman, and then they both just look very confused. They, and they both like they both really look really confused and completely put off. And they yes. move their heads the same direction at the same time and just yes. kind of look down like, oh my fucking God, we're fucked. Um, we had a backstage segment with Braun Strowman and Kane, who, Kane, I'm a monster, but I just want to talk. You God, know, mayor so business. Terrible. So uh, Kane wants to talk and John is not listening. <laughs> I I know he said, I'm the alpha monster, but also you are the... Al- no one says alpha monster. No one says that. <laughs> Please stop. Stop trying to connect with the kids, Kane. Kane, go away. Thank- Shouldn't you be doing mayor things? Thank you for your service. Please go away. Uh this was this was fun. I, I thought this was pretty fun, and we actually have a question about this later. Kurt Angle is backstage with one Finn Balor, one Fergal Devitt. <laughs> and Balor says... How could a woman find out someone attractive that's named Fergal? Ferg- I'm sorry, Finn Balor fans. I don't think Finn Balor is attractive. Oh also, his name God. is Fergal. Oh, my God. You heard it here first, folks. Marianne is the one person on earth that doesn't find Finn Balor attractive. Women love him, and I don't understand. He's got kind of froggish features. Oh, my goodness. Shoot. Fr- Froggle. <laughs> Froggle. <laughs> no! Froggle Devitt. Oh, my God. And he does do his finishing move is a leap from the top rope. He's in a frog leap. <laughs> He's a frog. <laughs> Uh, Balor announces once again that he never lost the Universal Championship, never got a rematch, but he'll be in the Royal Rumble regardless. Ribbit. Ribbit. (laughs) And Kurt Angle says, did you find any partners to face Elias, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel later on? And And we all went, we know. He said, you gosh darn right I did. Ribbit. (laughs) 
And out come the good brothers, the OGBC. The no nerds allowed. And the club is back together. <laughs> that Kurt was real like, time silence. Are you serious? And he's like, yeah. Because Kurt Angle can't just, he can't shake just his head because his neck is so big that he has to shake <laughs> his, his head and his neck I hate at the when same they te- time. I hate when they tell him he has to be on the phone to open a segment. And he's like, yeah, it's going to be really cool. And it's the same yeah, thing the every Royal time. Yeah, Rumble, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be cool. All right, I got to go. These are my real life conversations. But he, whenever he, everything he does is like he can't move his head by itself. Yeah. It has to be like his neck and his whole upper body at the same time. Oh, my goodness. So Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson joining Finn Balor up a little later. We had Samoa Joe taking on Roman Reigns. And I believe this was the match that if Roman Reigns was disqualified, he would lose the Intercontinental Championship. These two work very well together. I feel like they just go, are you fine with me beating the shit out of you? And the other one says, yes, if you are fine with me doing the same. And they go, yeah, okay. We are Samoa brethren. It's it's so good. I I love these two. I hope this feud doesn't end for a little while. I would um, love for one of them to eliminate the other one from the Royal Rumble. I think that would be a fun way to continue this. I don't even care which one. Just one of them. Yeah. Um, Roman ends up retaining another good match. They've had very good matches the past couple of weeks. And yeah, uh, backstage segment with Kurt Angle and Paul Heyman. Uh, I am just very off put at this three way. I don't think it's, it's good because Kane is in the yes, scenario. I agree. It's just, I, I'm very, I don't care because Brock Lesnar is involved. I, I agree. I'm just very, the only person I care about is Braun. He's the only one I care about. I, I'm starting to think that Paul Heyman is kind of d- doing a better job at saying the same thing over and over and over again than Bray Wyatt, who also says the same thing over and over and over again, but it becomes very obvious and it's not very entertaining. Right. But yeah. Paul Heyman says the same thing over and over again in different ways, but he says it with such conviction that you don't care. Yeah. But Bray Wyatt is like, Are you I fucking you. kidding me? Are you farting magic? Like, I don't understand. Like... I have seen no evidence of your superior powers. You can apparently he, shoot lightning, according well, to Nick. Okay. <laughs> he had the Undertaker's powers for a week, and it was great. And then they took them back. It was dumb. They took them back, and John was like, the Undertaker's powers are better suited on anyone but the Undertaker. Yes. And also, he put worms on, on the <laughs> the mat in that Randy Orton match. So That's your power. Uh, Elias. Worm projection is in the ring, and he says, who wants to walk with Elias? And the Miztourage wants to. And we also get the best announcement ever, Marianne, that um, the Miz will return next week. I'm so excited. I am very excited for the Miz to come back. Uh, he was away filming a movie, and he will be back, and I am, I am excited. Yes, this is great. And they sing a song. It's very bad. And Doesn't uh, he play the cowbell? Plays the cat. One of them plays the cowbell, Dallas. and the other one plays. Uh, I, I would assume they are jingle bells. Just the thing of bells. Just I'm glad there's a cowbell involved. And we had the uh, the freaking club. As I, I just pictured them. Curtis Axel dressed like fucking Will Ferrell in that segment with a cowbell. The Saturday Night Live. Yes, uh, with, I the, believe with that's the blue shortcut Oyster shirt. And then he's like, yeah, they're playing Blue Oyster Cult, yeah. Uh, We had Elias, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel taking on the team of Finn Balor, Carl Anderson, 
and Luke Gallows, better known as the freaking club. And they uh, they two sweeted in the ring and the crowd went fucking crazy. And I didn't care. It was good stuff. I thought it was fun. It was good to see those three tagging together. Um, and don't let this be a one-time thing, Raw. Let's let's keep this club together. Because all three, like the club, the members of the club, both the tag team and <laughs> Fro- the s- Froggle Devitt. Right. Um, they together, like even apart, like if you keep them apart, they're both kind of dead, dead in the water at the moment. Yeah. So, so put them all together and it gives people something to be excited about. Exactly. But if they're separate, nobody gives a shit. They exactly. give a shit about Froggle Devitt's abs. But other than that, he does have many it. abs, Marianne. They're not as nice as TJP's. Wow. We'll get to that later. He has really Gauntlet. nice abs. Um. Anyways, <laughs> so we we end the show with Brock Lesnar and Kane comes out and John just doesn't care. Something happened. Somebody got choke slammed and did a thing. Who cares? I hate the choke slam. You don't like choke slam? It's the least believable thing I've ever. It's only believable if someone as large as Braun did it to someone as small as Alexa. Otherwise, it's unbelievable. You better not do that. Well, because it's only believable for somebody. If you have, like, superhuman strength like that, all of your moves need to be that fucking ridiculous. It can't just come out of nowhere like you went, like, kind of weak-ass Super Saiyan on somebody. It's stupid. Smackdown Live. Marianne and I watched this together. With our Ike sandwiches. With Ike sandwiches. Very good And our Zubas. And our Zubas, which are very comfortable. Told you. AJ Styles comes out. They don't want none. They do not want none. But Dad Deal Brian wants some. And he comes out. And before he can say anything, Dad Shane comes out. And he says some things and some stuff. It's a dad old time. It's a dad It's a dad old time. Or uh, as I, I said earlier, a third dad emerges. <laughs> which could be uh, the title of this episode. Because sure. AJ goes, Y'all, you two are bickering. You need to get it together. You're like children. And then John was like, a third dad emerges. <laughs> You're like freaking children. And it's announced that uh, Dad Shane will be at ringside along with Dad Yul Bryant and Kevin Owens, who's also a dad. With his child. With his child, Sami Zayn, (laughs) taking on another dad and Uncle Alan. (laughs) If you followed that, you're a good brother. That's what Mojo calls him. In the, on the up, up, down, down. Uncle Alan. He goes, get out of here, Alan, <laughs> like all the time. So we had Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable taking on the Usos, the new nasty Usos. They're, they're the, the nasty Usos. They're, they're not just, new anymore. They're, they're just nasty new. Usos. They're just awesome. They're just so fresh always that they seem new. Nailed it. Yeah. Ooh, good. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, this match opens up and... American Beta is just rolling all over the Usos. They're just destroying them. And they get a pinfall. And we, for 25 seconds, have new tag team champions. I knew that they, I knew something went wrong because of the conviction of anger that one of the Usos, because we can't tell them apart, had. And the fact that they were backing up the ramp so slow. I was like, okay, there's something wrong here. They didn't didn't legitimately win the tag team titles because they were being too slow. I mainly knew it because I didn't see anything about it on Twitter. Yes, because we both were like, like, wait, "Wait, what? This happened? And then right when when they saw the thing happen with with one of 
the Usos. I, I feel so bad not being able to tell them apart, but they have identical tattoos. Yes. It's like they're asking for it. But what did, what did, what did Nick call it? Botched twin magic? It was botched twin magic. Another <laughs> referee comes out and says, hey, you got this all wrong. Nobody was legal, which is... I, I, is pretty clever. I don't think I've ever. I mean, I've probably seen like it I before. said, botched twin magic. But it was very, very cool. The referee goes, "Oops, my bad." I think he says it fifteen times, or he just goes, "That was my fault. That was my fault." And they restart the match, and the Usos end up retaining their tag team champion. That was some PWG like Justin shit right there. <laughs> it was a fun match. I th- I think the uh, American Beta is a pretty decent tag team. I think they. They've come together into their they own. They don't make sense to me because they just replaced Jason Jordan with someone who an looks similar. Jason a Jason, an older Jason Jordan who's the also at the same athle- the same athletic build and fit. And like it's almost like if we didn't already know who Shelton Benjamin was, they would be like, This is still Jason the Jordan. Part of and Jason like you Jordan <laughs> like is this now played is, by. Is now played. <laughs> it's like the actor died and they had to replace it's him like, with somebody that looked like him. It's like a soap opera, yes. Oh my god, what TV show did they do that on? They've done it. It's been done on multiple soap operas. No, like there was like an actual TV show where the actor died. Well, well, the yellow Power Ranger Trini died and they replaced her with the black Power Ranger. So that wasn't even trying to be convincing. That was just a thing that happened. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, We had Brizongo. Yes. Taking on the Bludgeon Brothers. And I don't even really think the match started. Uh, The Ascension came out to try to help their best friends. What was it I said to Nick? I was like, Luke Harper looks better with his hair like that than Natty wishes she could. And then I pictured Luke Harper with the two little buns on his head. And now I and can't stop. Ears. And cat ears. And now I can't stop. Uh, match, I hope I ruined that for you all. Match never really got started. Bludgeon Brothers just beat the shit out of everybody. You know. Uh, we had a backstage segment with The New Day, which was interrupted by The Rusev Day. And uh, Rusev stole Xavier Woods' wish. Which is something you don't do ever. He stole my wish. Don't wish st- bandit. Don't steal people's wishes. Next up, we had um, Mojo Rowley. You just made the list. And my note is Mojo Rowley. Marianne fucking gasped. LOL. He said I some gasped stuff. and everyone went quiet because I would have gotten upset if somebody. He, that's, they, he made that his profile picture. And I remember saying to him in an Instagram comment. I said, no, it was a tweet. I said, hey, boo. Um, your new picture looks like a mugshot. Still handsome, though. And he was like, I oh, know. So he basically says he's going to send uh, old Zack Ryder back to the past. Woo, woo, woo. Yes. I love you, Mojo. We then had Xavier Woods taking on Aiden English as part of the United States Championship Tournament. Um, and Aiden English was going to sing his intro, but his good friend Rusev said no. Everything about this was great. I will do it for you. And he uh, sang a, a rhyming song, and he ended the song, and Aiden English looked so proud. And He, he ended the song hug. because he was talking about Aiden English in the song, and he was like, you would be champion, and Aiden English was like, oh, and I looked at John, and I was like, John, this is a moment, and it's great. It, it, it was, was fun. It was very touching, and Aiden English does a very good job of overselling his emotions. He doesn't. He doesn't do it like he does it the perfect amount. It's not like too much to where it's tacky. He does it the perfect amount where it's immediately where you're like, that's supposed to be yeah. funny, and it actually is funny. So, now, what did you think of this match? I thought it was very good, and we talked last. It, week. it was. It was a lot longer than Aiden English is usually given for yes. a match. Obviously, given the circumstances, and we were talking about. 
last week how Xavier Woods is underrated for the year at least, and I feel like Aiden English might be a little underrated as well. Yeah. These two had a very fun match, uh, which ended with Xavier Woods doing his, I guess it's a springboard, his double jump elbow off the ropes for the win and he is going to face Jinder Mahal yo I just realized this is the second like amazing storyline the New Day has had with Aiden English remember the vaudevillains and their time machine <laughs> I loved that when Kofi came out of it and he had his, his accent, accent is fucking brilliant never break up the New Day please I love Kofi Kingston so much oh my god they're so great. Next up, we had a six-woman tag team match between the Welcoming Committee, who are apparently back together, Natalia, Carmella, and Tamina. Natalia wearing her Johnny Weir outfit. Yes, taking on the Who was in squad. San Jose yesterday, by the way. Oh. I was so excited to be within this short distance to Johnny Weir, my favorite figure skater. And they were taking on the Riot Squad of Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan. I love Sarah Logan so much. Sarah Logan gets the pin. I know. In this match. I'm so happy. Um, this is a fun match. I had fun. Did you have fun watching yes, this? Yes, I did have fun. Um, because obviously it was it was basically just Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan wrestling, and they both held their own. And yes, like they I had did. said when we were watching it, I think they're a much better um, stable than Absolution One I because agree. their name isn't shitty, and two because all three of them have even strength like obviously like the indie workers would have more experience but right. Liv Morgan has grown leaps and bounds she came into it with already a national talent to do it in the first place mostly because she was a huge wrestling fan before yes. she started it but um she did super well and like they could hold their own individually and it's not just like you couldn't I don't think you could see a good Mandy like Mandy Rose like as much as I as much as Mandy Rose has improved yes. I think Paige is still carrying that group and I agree and Ruby Riot obviously the name itself is the, the stable and she's the, the one that talks yes but you can tell that it's all three of them doing input and not just Paige being bossy yeah so and that's why I think they're more successful people think that they're the beta version because it's Paige and they don't uh, yeah. think that and they think that Ruby Riot's ugly and all these other horrible shitty things and Sarah Logan isn't in shape and all of that stuff who is she fucking is in shape she just looks fucking real she has the same body as me thank you not flat abs that's why I, like I fucking love her she just looks real and you're yeah. like she's strong she has amazing ability she's super pretty but she doesn't you don't have to look like that to be successful yeah and I just love Luke Morgan. I think she has so much, like, such great energy. Her banter is very good. It's very good. I think she would do really well with Mojo if they were a team. Oh, but they're, I don't think, uh, yeah, I agree. I'm they would both have very loud patterns. Yes. He also loves pigs. Oh, and yeah. Liv Morgan owns a pig that yeah, was apparently lost at one point, but also was What? Found. Yeah, it was found. The pig was found. It's okay. Uh, after the match, the Riot Squad cut, uh, well, Ruby Riot cuts a promo, which was very good. And uh, Charlotte comes out and says, I believe in magic. No, she said, <laughs> she said, I am dreams. And I was like, I wanted her to say. Uh, I am dreams. And she was like, I believe in dreams. And I, I straight up wanted her to say, like, I am magic. And Nick and I were like. That would be great. I am magic. <laughs> uh, we had Naomi came out after that. And then the return of Becky Lynch. You just made the list. And she, they all beat them up. They all just beat up each other. 
I'm glad Becky's back. Becky Lynch wears the same type of clothes as Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan's obviously a a, a wild child, like, uh-huh. and then Becky's like steampunk. But there's a fine line between they both wear this... like suede. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> they both wear like like leather patches on things. I also I'm here for, and I hope it happens next week. I'm here for a Becky Lynch uh, Ruby Riot singles match next week. Please. Have they wrestled each other before, like on the Indies? Did they? I have no idea. They may have shimmer or shine somewhere. I don't know. Shimmer shines. Shimmer shine. Uh, next up, um, must have been pretty early in the day because we got an old school Royal Rumble promo from Big Breakfast. And he said, I'm going to win the thing and I don't care what you guys think. He didn't say that, but he probably should have. And that was about the end of that. <laughs> uh, main event was Sami Zayn taking on AJ Styles. Uh, of course, this match was good because it's Sami Zayn and AJ Styles. One of them supposedly is a flat earther. <laughs> Apparently. Um, you can take your pick and figure out which one it is. Uh, this is when a third dad emerges after some shenanigans again. Uh, Sami Zayn ends up pinning AJ Styles. Hey, fellow dad, stop fighting my child. Uh, yes. <laughs> a third dad emerges in AJ Styles and he says, y'all need to stop bickering like children. And he says, all right, well, if I, if you two are just going to be in, all up in my business, I'll fight both of you in a handicap match. And Daniel Bryan says, that's a great idea. You're going to fight both of them Because for the that's exactly what he wanted to happen, I think. Yes. You're going to fight both of them uh, for the championship at the Royal Rumble. Bye. In a and then match. fucking Shane's face. Disappointed Shane's just dad. just standing there. Disappointed dad. His softball team lost. Because of the other dad. His What would his softball team's name be? Um, My brother was uh, had a t-ball team where they were the Mudcats. Okay. Which are like salamanders. Yeah. <laughs> what would Dad Shane's softball team be called? Well, I don't know if you saw. Um, Here comes the money. No, that's too easy. It's got to be a pun. Here comes the money. I said I wanted uh, Jay White and Cheeseburger to be a tag team called Murder Burger. <laughs> Wait, you never told me that. I tweeted it. I don't remember. Aww. So... Um, my friend Mike said, I think you need a new segment on the show where where you just come up with tag team names for weird tag teams. That's, oh. That should be a new feature on TTR. Give a, uh, give wrestler a partner and a punny name. Cheeseburger and Kushida burger time. <laughs> Good shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I don't know what the, I don't know what that team name would be. That softball team. Dude, speaking of cheeseburger, you know what Kylie Zane's dog's name is? No. Cheese. It's a solid name for a dog. She has like a little like golden retriever type dog and his name is Cheese. And I think that's the fucking funniest thing. (laughs) Oh my God. So we said we were going to watch NXT and we sat down to watch NXT and then we realized it was a recap show. And I said, I'm not going to quote unquote waste my time watching that so i said marianne would you like to watch 205 live which john said i haven't watched this in a hot minute and then we did watch it the (laughs) hot minute was over and we watched 205 live this week um we opened the show with and i don't know if i'm gonna preemptively hit the button because i don't know if we've discussed this we opened the show with akira tozawa taking on uh an opponent that wasn't named until this if i had been watching this beforehand like if i had been watching it when it happened i would have lost my fucking mind 
Well, I'm glad you didn't because uh, out came one TJP. You just made the list. God, he's beautiful. New, new to the list, Panoy Boy, a.k.a. Puma, a.k.a. a person I hated when he beat J.J. Perez for the APW Interim Also known as the Dark Horse that we called during the Cruiserweight Classic. The Dark Horse as well. And this match was really very good. good. It was so good. I forget on 205 Live the, uh, the, the children get the time to fight each other. Yeah, and the quality is obviously like way better, but I think yeah. because of the lack of crowd enthusiasm, it makes, you, it, makes it hard for you to get into yes. it because you're not there. Um, this was a good showing for Tozawa. And um, a good win for TJP. He, that match was so good. It was a lot of fun. I think we were just sitting there, and at one point, I think Marianne was just like, I don't think we're appreciating how good this match is. <laughs> yeah. And I went, no, I'm appreciating how good it is. It was so good. Um, and the whole time, fucking Nick was trying to figure out which one of the 205 Live guys had that tracing of his, of a dick, oh, like, on, on his, his dick. Tight. Yes. It, um, it was Rich Swan. Rich Swan. <laughs> Criminal Rich Swan. Oh, my God. Shoot. But that match, it was so good. It's like, I actually good. want to go back and watch it again because there was there was a point where, like I said, we weren't appreciating how right. freaking good it was. And every time I went to go appreciate how good it was, I got distracted okay. by how great TJP's abs are. You just made the list. Uh, the next segment we had was oh. Gold Dust <laughs> and Cedric Alexander. You guys, I really wish you could have seen John's maybe the t- gestures that he did to go with that. Maybe the title of this episode will just be Gold Dust with a question mark. Uh, and Cedric Alexander and uh, apparently they're pals and Cedric Alexander says... But it has to be italics. Yes. Oh, I don't think you can do that. Maybe Dude. you can. I don't know. Uh, Cedric says, you realize you're way over 205, right? And you and I were both thinking, but so are you. And he was in like... In real talk. He's like, yeah, I am, but you're my friend and I'm here to help. And I could cut it off and become old time Gold Dust. <laughs> yes. Um, so they're, they're going to be in the main event a little later on. We had, um, oh, well now I know why this had so much time because the next match was supposed to be Hideo Itami versus Jack Gallagher, evil Jack Gallagher, uh, my brother, and the match never actually started. So that is why the main event had so much time. We had the Zoe train, uh, Drew Gulak and Arya Davari. Low key. My favorite thing on 205 live. Yeah. There's just something I really love. About Drew Gulak, he was very blatantly Jewish and a Persian who is very blatantly a Persian stereotype. I think just the two of them together just feed off of each other. Yes. And I think Arya Davari, he's kind of, he's he's funny. And I think people didn't realize that before because he wasn't given the chance to be funny. But Drew Gulak has right. this way of when he's with other people, he can bring out charisma that they probably didn't know they had, like with them. Because Gulak is the best. Um I just, I love the two of them together. Just looking at Ari Davari just makes me think of home because we know so many people that are actually like yeah. <laughs> we where we live. Yeah. There's a lot of Ari Davaris. Um, so the main event was the Zoe Train, <laughs> a.k.a. Drew Gulak and Arya Davari taking on Cedric Alexander and Goldust. <laughs> like, it's so fucking weird. Uh, the match was fine. They got a lot of time mainly because we had three segments in the middle. Um, Cedric and Goldust end up winning. And honestly, if I kind of need them to change the name of 205 Live, because I think I, I enjoy the inter, but it rhymes almost. I know, but I enjoy like, oh, no, it does rhyme. I enjoy that Cedric and Goldust are a team. 
because I think that's cool and they need to do more stuff like that. I feel like somebody asked us a question about that last week or the week before. Should this be a thing? And yes, and now they're kind of doing it. It's like gold leaf chocolate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that is what it is. They need to start doing more of the uh, the superstars from Raw who aren't really doing a lot, maybe tagging with some of the cruiserweights. I think that would be fun, and it's a good way to maybe generate some more views on 205 Live, which apparently desperately needs it. Yeah. What would their tag team name be? Goldust and Cedric Alexander. You'd be like, Ebony and Goldust. <laughs> Goldust? <laughs> Ebony and Goldust? Uh, I don't know what their... Um, what their... Uh, what their tag team name would be. I, I feel know. like there's a really good one and we're not thinking yeah. of it. We'll think of it later. Sounds like And then one of us will tweet it in all caps. So we got a bunch of questions, Marianne. Yay, people, bring it. People not doing a whole lot on Saturday. And we're we're there with you. So Calvin asked a whole bunch of questions. So let's just uh He get is all. just a curious cat. So a couple of questions here. Let's see here. Uh he says who is there left for Okada to face? So this is a John question. This is a John question. Do you think Cody will go after him after the slow burn storyline with Omega for the Bullet Club? Um, the thing is, this and this was some more interesting things that were happening, and I, I wonder where we're going to go with this. I guess after the failed attempt to get Jay White into the Bullet Club, Someone was interviewing, I think it was Tama Tonga, and Tama Tonga says, I think we had the wrong person trying to recruit him. And that person would be Kenny Omega, the leader of the Bullet Club. It's very interesting to see where this is going. I would also like to point out the Young Bucks did not come out when the whole debacle with Kota Ibushi was happening. No, they did not come out. Um, I feel like we had some other missing members in that, but I I cannot remember. So who is there for Okada left to face? I mean, he, Chris Jericho's right there. If Jericho's going to stick around, he might as well have a match with Okada. And in fact, I'll just say right now, I think that's going to be the match that main events the Long Beach event. I think that'll be it. Okada versus Jericho. I think I don't think they're going to have trouble selling tickets, but if you want a main event with Jericho, I think that's the way to go. I think that's a good idea. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Cody versus Okada again. It was very good in Long Beach last year because it's now 2018 and 2017 was last year. Um, so I don't know. Sonata's probably next if we're uh, going to be accurate here. Next question. The Young Bucks versus the Usos. Who you got? Ooh, there's so there would be so many super kicks. There would. Oh. I don't know who I would I feel pick. like they would work really well together to the point where it would be very even. I would love to see this match. I would right now I would go with the Usos. What are Yeah, I w- I'm going to say the Usos too. Mostly because the Young Bucks have this habit of, in certain atmospheres, they are cheaters. Or in most atmospheres, they're cheaters. And I feel like the Usos, with their style, are less likely to fall for cheating moves like that. Does that make sense? It does make sense, yes. Because they're very silly, and the Usos can be silly too, but their silliness has a, has a level of seriousness to it at the same time. I am just talking out of I don't even know what's going on right now. But I, I, I agree with you. 
Okay. I just don't have good ways of justifying it. Holland commented on that and said, I'd be more interested in the Usos taking on the Gorillas of Destiny. Uh, that would also be a great match. And I would probably still go with the Usos. So there you go. And somewhere our friend Kevin is going, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Usos are fucking amazing. And I'm so glad they are where they are right now. And that is being awesome. Calvin, Calvin asks, he's asking a lot of New Japan questions, so... He asks, uh, what's next for, uh, I assume this is a typo, but if you actually call them this, I'm totally fine with it. He says, what's next for Sushi Gun? Which is Oh, it's Sushi Gun. <laughs> which is Suzuki Gun. Uh, as their leader was dishonored. He was dishonored <laughs> by, having his, gun. <laughs> by having his head shaved. But he's going after Tanahashi, sir. He's going to get that IWGP championship. Dude, imagine if they shaved Tanahashi's head. Where would his weave go? I don't know. And I wouldn't care, honestly. <laughs> Uh, Calvin also he says uh, Y2J is in Japan for this foreseeable future. So who becomes the surprise Royal Rumble entrant? I have no idea. I don't know um, who would be a surprise Royal Rumble entrant. I assume it's just going to be maybe someone from NXT or maybe uh, watch it's Chris uh, Hero. Maybe Ricochet. If it's Ricochet, I would just go, oh, God damn it. Shitty Trevor. And then dr- like drain my beer. Maybe Ricochet. Shitty Trevor getting all the nice things. I, uh, I'm i still mad at him for calling Chuck Taylor a skinny fat boy. <laughs> that will forever and I went up to him after that match, and I said, you know, you legitimately hurt his feelings, right? I was like, he laughs it off, but I think he really took that to heart. And he was like, good, for all the, th- the shit that he's made me put up with in all of the years that we've been friends, which has been forever. Yeah. <laughs> but still, skinny fat boy, that's so mean. I love Chuck Taylor. <laughs> Calvin says, how does the club fit into Raw now? Go back. Ricochet? Yeah, Ricochet. Holy shit. Why not? Oh, if like, so I don't think goodbye, sweet Sebastian. I mean, that would be great, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> I would be so upset. Look, I don't know, Ricochet, but also is my... really happy because I can say I ate his hash browns once for dinner because he made me. <laughs> Other than that, I really can't think of anybody else that would be right. At least right now, that would be fucking shocking. Shane's going to be in the Royal Rumble, huh? He fucking better not. <laughs> I'm trying to think of somebody else that would be just as that would be pretty shocking, but CM I can't Punk. think of any. I mean, CM Punk obviously, but that shit ain't gonna happen. So if it did, though, I would fucking it. piss myself. Probably I would. I don't know. I feel like all the CM Punk chants have just made me like him less. I, I think all so the much. CM Punk chants have made him less likely to do it. He'd be like, "This is fucking annoying," or he thinks it's funny because he knows it's annoying everyone yeah. else. Uh, how does the club fit into Raw now? Uh, we kind of talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, do you somehow move AJ Styles from SmackDown to Raw? Uh, will... I think that wouldn't be doing him any favors. I agree. I think you need to leave AJ on SmackDown. You it can is... be brothers from a distance. It's yes. fine. Uh, will or can it get as big and popular as the New Japan originators? No. No, no I don't think so. Uh, mainly because you can't call it Bullet Club and use that sweet-ass logo that everyone steals. And also because you don't have Kenny Omega. True. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't think it'll ever get as big because I feel like they've got a huge head start. Um, oh, man. What happened here? Holland asked a question, and then him and Calvin just started going back and forth. What makes Hir- Hiroshi Tanahashi the Japanese John Cena? 
His weave. Which I just found out is a thing, and I think that's hilarious. (laughs) Do they share the whole, I used to be the face of the company, but I seem to have been replaced career trajectory? I don't know if John Cena has been replaced. John Cena is... Uh, he is immortal. He is immortal. He is the immortal. He's going to John Cena. John Cena is like a high key Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is still fucking around. Yeah, dude. And he could still wrestle. Um, I'm going to say what makes Hiroshi Tanahashi the Japanese John Cena? Um, whew, man, I don't know. I really don't know. Because at this point, it's almost like Okada is the Japanese. That's John exactly Cena. what I was thinking. From an outsider's perspective, I was like, what? It's not Okada. They um they kind of go back and forth here where Calvin suggests that Okada is the Roman Reigns. Um, but I honestly don't know, Holland. I don't know what makes him. Because I have heard that a lot. I've also heard that he's actually more the Japanese Shawn Michaels. Okada? Tanahashi. Uh-oh. Um, which, whew, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I, I don't like comparing them because I think they're very different. But uh, Tanahashi is a superstar. He's huge in Japan. There is no there is no Japanese equivalent to certain people. Yeah. But I mean, I can see where you're coming from where he uh, he used. But he he's still the face of the company. I, John Cena is, at least, I think. Holland, if you think somebody else is the face of the company, I mean, you can say, say Roman Reigns, but I don't believe you. I think... Um, since all of the merchandise they sell still, like the backpacks and stuff that yeah. they would sell, like none of those people were on those products. The backpack that I got had fucking John Cena and CM Punk on it. And this was after CM Punk had left the company. Yeah. Like way after. And he was still on their merch. Yeah. Like it takes a lot to kind of usurp that kind of thing. Yes, it does. Usurp. Wow. Look at you. I watched the Lord of the Rings this weekend and that word's used a lot. Um, I watched a lot of the Lord of the Rings this weekend. Dan asks, this is from Twitter now. About 12 beers. 12 beers. That's Throughout beers. the course of 12 hours. No, it was way more beers than that because I did not have a beer an hour. I had more than that. Beer math. Anyways, Dan asks. Dan asks, and Dan was the one that was on this roller coaster ride. Uh, me and Dan had some good banter this weekend, I think. Because Dan appreciates... Some danter, you might we add. We had some danter. Dan <laughs> appreciates Okada's run as champion and i do too but i think it's time to end it because it's almost like where do you go from here but then you also have to think once he loses the title where does okada go from there? that's like like when ginger mahal lost the title and we all went what is going on so i don't know what is his entire character the title um dan asks does jay white seemingly randomly joining chaos signal that it's time for a shakeup in New Japan's current crop of factions. I I would think so. And here's the thing. Bullet Club, Suzuki Gun, and Chaos all have 2 billion members in them. And LIJ, if there was to be a stable war, LIJ would be engulfed because they only have the five members right now, which is why I thought Jay White should have joined up with LIJ. Because that's... I feel like he is the most likely. I feel like LIJ, you could only be part of LIJ. And this is coming from an outsider's perspective. That's Again, yep. if you have the ability within you to be tranquilo. <laughs> and I feel like as a crazy serial killer knife pervert, Jay White does have that ability. I mean... <laughs> it's going to get me every time. <laughs> oh, I love it. 
I love it. It's so funny. Ugh. But um, do I think it it is time for a shakeup? And I have a feeling that if and I think you posted this, Dan, before I read what Tomatonga said about Jay White being recruited by the wrong person. I think the Bullet Club is is kind of doomed to be broken into two factions because there's too many fucking people in it. I would not be surprised if people start jumping ship and going to different It's factions. like having an orgy with four people. It's not going to work. You need more people. You need to not have an even number. <laughs> there you go. That's how orgies work, people. <laughs> so, yeah, I I think I think it's time for a shakeup. I just don't know how you do it. Um, but I'm sure they'll figure out a way. Uh, what do I think that uh, Kitamura's ceiling is going to be? I think, Dan, I will make a bold prediction. I will say that Kitamura will be the never open weight champion by this time next year. How's Kitamura the- sounds like um, a cute Japanese toy. Kitamura. <laughs> he is not. He is not cute. He is very frightening. <laughs> so that's my bold prediction for him. I don't know what his ceiling's going to be, but I'll just that'll be a bold prediction to where I think he will be next year. And he says, "Who is going to be have a breakout year in New Japan?" And he says the correct answer to that last one is Yoshihachi <laughs> Tacos. I don't know, Dan. I you know I love tacos now, so he's cool with me. Do I think he will have a breakout year? I would love him to. I kind of feel like last year he was supposed to have one, but that never happened. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get Yoshihashi a title here, a singles title, please. Uh, he has one more New Japan related question. Marianne, I'm sorry. Nobody's asking you any. Questions. No, it's fine. I'm also fucking freezing. And the reason why I know it's legitimately cold in here is I picked up my phone and my phone was cold, We're like all... cold to the touch. And I was like, oh, this is uncomfortable and I don't want to be holding it. I'm quite warm. Mojo is probably freezing. He's not even wearing his shirt. Poor guy. He came with a shirt. Oh, oh. I'll make little felt clothes for him. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um... I won't, you guys. I won't. I am not that far gone. Like. <laughs> Oh, actually, this is this is a non-New Japan related question. <laughs> to anybody who's never listened to this or does not know. So, so Dan, you're starting. Dan asks, you're starting a new indie promotion. Uh, you can afford one big time match, and you need it to do well to attract attention, so you can afford to keep putting on shows. Who do you book to do it? Who is the main event of your first independent promotion? And we have to say that these people have to be indie people right now that are not signed by the WWE or, I guess, Impact or New Japan. Not signed by New Japan? or Because um, I would say the obvious choice would be the Young Bucks if you couldn't. Well, uh, so, but the Young Bucks do indie dates. So it's weird to be like, let's just, okay, let's just say not signed by WWE or by uh, the other one, Impact. Okay. Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate is actually under, he's under contract with, uh, oh, you know what? But they can do whatever they want. So you would sign Tyler, what would be your match? No, I mean, I don't, like, I'm just trying to think of somebody who is, will no doubt put on a fantastic show, but is also someone that has a really big fan base, especially at Underground like really big fan base. Okay. Like the people, if you go on Tumblr, the people that fucking blow the fuck up on Tumblr, Tyler Bate and uh, TJP. Like those two people have like the obscene amounts of Tumblr content. So it's like, and Pete Dunn. Like just those three people, obscene amounts of okay. Tumblr content. So what would be your, would you book, I guess let's go with this. Would you book a multi-man match or would you like a tag team match or would you book a singles match? 
or do like every promotion does and put the big name against Joey Ryan. <laughs> you can afford one big time match. One big time match would be you would get the big time person versus Joey Ryan, which is what every okay. promotion does. Well, who's your? I don't know yet. I haven't decided. I'm stalling. All right, so I could go a couple of different ways here. I think my man, this is this is harder than I thought it would be. I would probably. It's hard. It's hard. Hard thing to do. All right, if I was going to book a, let's just go with a... Somebody who has booking prices that you know are expensive. Because some people don't charge very much. I don't even know if I would go if I would go off of that as a thing. Um, hmm, interesting. Because I'm going off of the big names that I've seen other indie promotions do, and then thinking about how successful those came about, and right. then going off of that. Because, I mean, it... Uh... If it's a tag team match, you're going to book the Young Bucks. It's just a foregone That's, that's conclusion. why I said the Young Bucks, because they have such an obscene amount of fans, and I mean the word but obscene. But who would, who would they fight? Everyone. <laughs> um, let's I don't see. know. Who would I have the Young Bucks fight? So is our answer the Young Bucks collectively? Because that's the first one I said. Yeah, so you'd book the Young Bucks. Because... Smart. If you were smart, you would book the Young Bucks, yes. yeah. So I would book the Young Bucks against... Oh, well, that's pretty easy now that i think about it my my main event if it was a tag team match would be the young bucks versus mustache mountain if you could afford if you can afford that if you have enough money for one big time match that would be my tag team main event now if it was a singles match i think my main event would be i thought it was one you could afford one big main event i'm saying or is it one big name it said, let me see what it said. You can, one big time match. Okay. Now, if I was to book a singles match, huh, um, I think if it was a singles match, I would, I would do, I want to say Mark Andrews, Pete Dunn. Because you know that those two would be like, okay. Because I know they can do great. They matches. wouldn't have to try very hard. But I also want to say, oh, that's so cool. I don't want to leave keith lee out of this because i love keith lee he's such a nice guy how was you how was keith lee uh valter that was a match that you saw uh was it i think i'm just like if i oh man i've been to pwg's i feel like it wasn't was it a match i love valter ich liebe valter um i think it was i'm just so distracted by every time i think of keith lee i just think of the keith lee donovan dijack match and then i then i just go on wrestling cloud nine because that match was so fucking good i yeah i think it was a match because we were i was scared that it was gonna break the fucking ring but i don't remember because like i said those ones overshadowed everything yeah i don't know i feel like i'd also maybe want to do a four-way dance there's a lot of possibilities if i did a four-way dance i would definitely put um anthony henry in there somehow Maybe like Anthony Henry, uh, Ray Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix. Ray Phoenix is really good. Um, I'd put um, Sammy Guevara and then somebody else. A th- uh, another flippy boy. Another flippy boy? Ray Horace. Ray Horace, yeah. He's fantastic. Or Flamita. Or the Flamita. Lucha Hot Wheels car. So let's let's wrap this up. I feel like we've been here for this is another hour and a half. Still basically no question for me, but that is okay. Well, will you... We collectively would say if it was a tag team match and you want a main event to start off your promotion. My my instant Bucks. thought was just the Young Bucks immediately. Immediately because there are fans of the Young Bucks. They will come out of the fucking woodwork. Yeah, they will. Okay. So you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JP Thrice. We forgot to answer Nick's question. Nick's question. Uh, Nick wanted to know how they would ruin the 
Women's Royal Rumble, and I would just say they would put Santina Morella in it when Santino was pretending to be a woman. Um, he he. What did he say? He said because they ruined the other. They ruined the other. Um, one like Ric Flair ruined one, and then uh, James Ellsworth James ruined Ellsworth the other. Ruined the other one. How are they going to ruin this one? If they put a man in drag, that's how they'll ruin this one. I remember Kurt Angle was like, John Cena is going to be part of the first men's Royal Rumble match. And I'm like, oh, because he's a woman. Yeah. Like, why are you saying it like that? I don't know. But So I don't I don't think they will. If they do, it'll be Santina Morella. Um, and I think he asked, who did you think was going to win? I think it's going to be Bailey. Or he said it would be Becky. But there you go. But then he said the worst thing that could happen would be uh, Sister Abigail. Yes. <laughs> it's Bray Wyatt and drag. <gasps> that would be knocking both of those shitty balls out of the park. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so you can uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JP Grice, and you can follow Marianne on Twitter. And Sailor Moonsault and Instagram at Sailor.Moonsault. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. Rate and review us as well. Yeah, do that, please. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash B-N-O-T-L-G. Soundcloud.com slash Finally North. They do our music. N-O-T-L-G.spreadshirt.com. Buy a shirt. Uh, Support TTR and all the other podcasts. Give us the warm and fuzzies. Yes. Patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Calvin. Shout out to Mike. Believe they all still donate to our Patreon. We appreciate that very much. Join us again later this week uh, for more programs. Indeed. Man, there's only one thing left to do, so if you will, ring the bell. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NOTLG.com.